captured Elisa Lamb on the morning of February 1st, 8.30 a.m., the day she was supposed to check out of the Cecil Hotel. The day before, January 31st, was the last time her family in Canada had heard from her. This is, again, totally out of character for her not to be in daily contact with her family. But then the video takes a strange turn. She punches all of the buttons on the control panel, then waits. She steps in and out several times. She even appears to be gesturing in the hallway, although it's not clear if someone is there or not. Do you believe she's interacting with another person? I don't know. I don't know at this point whether she, she is or not. I think it's fair to say that, that her behavior appears to be a little bit abnormal. But could the behavior have something to do with her disappearance? It's now been two weeks since anyone has seen or heard from Elisa Lamb, who's known to suffer from mild depression and was traveling alone on a trip from her native Canada. LAPD's elite robbery homicide section is on the case, placing flyers throughout this newly gentrified downtown L.A. neighborhood, hoping the video will shed some light. It, it is the last images that we have of her, no, her presence in the hotel. Two and a half minutes into the video, Lamb steps out of the elevator one last time. Thirty seconds later, the door closes, and she's never seen again. Showing 
Hello and welcome to Down the Rabbit Hole. Um, you got the midweek this week with me, Brandon. Um, I'm gonna finish up the Elisa Lamb. Um, we started this last, you know, last time we were together, and so this time uh, we're gonna finish that up. So um, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode with me and Big D together again for the the first time in in a long time, um, and hopefully um, soon that'll become a normal thing. Where, you know, the, the plan is to be moved to Texas by this time next year. And then me and Big D will be making a plan to be able to record together um, during that time. So hopefully that'll come together. And I hope you enjoyed that one. And also, you know, you never know. There might be another one coming up with us together. So enjoy. Um, let us know what you thought. Let us know uh, what you think about all the stuff we do. Um, thank you to French Radio Network for putting us on there. Um, we love the fact that you you let us be a part of your part of your family and let us be there. So that is awesome to us that, that we were invited to do that. Um, also, let us know what you think. Um, you can email us at downtherh at protonmail.com. Or if you want to get a hold of me, you can also send me a message at uh, on my Instagram at Mr. Underscore B underscore 666. Um, I'm there all the time. If you need it to, you know, not all the time, but I'm not on it constantly as, I, as they say, but if you send me a message, I should reply within it within a day or two. So, um, so don't think if I don't get right back to you that I'm ignoring you, I, I'm not on it constantly. Uh, but yeah, today we're going to finish out with Lisa Lamb. Um, I, last week we, we talked about the history of um, the Cecil Hotel. And that was one thing that I really wanted to get out there because um, with the Netflix documentary and everything else, they talk a lot about Lisa Lamb. But I feel like they left out so much history of the hotel. And I, don't, I didn't even hit it all. There is a lot more to it. Um, a lot of things to that hotel that are quite interesting that, I mean, if you get a chance, really get deep dive down into that and, and look into the insanity behind behind that hotel. So for those that don't know of Elisa Lam, um, I played a couple clips there. Those are from some news agencies in LA uh, right about the time that this was going on um, about what had happened, about her disappearing, and then, of course, you know, as we all know, them finding the body. So, um, her death is quite crazy. Um, a little bit about Elisa Lam. Um, she was the daughter of immigrants from Hong Kong. Um, she was a student at the University of British Columbia. So she was actually from, uh, Vancouver, BC. Um, although she was not, (coughs) 
registered at the school at the beginning of 2013. There's a lot of questions about what was going on with her academics and all of that. Um, she'd been a student, but it doesn't seem like she was, you know, enrolled at that period. But who knows if she was taking, a, you know, a vacation, you know, a break off for a semester or something like that so that she could, you know, um, get a mental break or do whatever. We, we all have those sometimes. So in mid-2010, she, she began blogging. Um, under the name Ether Fields on Blogspot, um, and the background stuff. I, I'll be honest; I did get a lot of this from uh, Wikipedia because I, I research a lot of the other stuff, and, it, and it's pretty much right on. Um, but I do once we get into the actual story of it, I do jump away from Wikipedia. But they did a pretty good job of sum, summarizing her background. So, um, so she used Blogspot, and over a few years, she posts pictures of models and fashionable clothing, accounts of her life. So. Um, particularly she talked a lot about her struggle with mental illness, um, which is one of those things that surprised me a lot because a lot of people seem to overlook her mental illness and everything else when they talk about what happened to her, even though she had documented quite, uh, quite a lot herself about her struggle with it. So in a January 2012 blog post, Lamb had lamented that a relapse at the start of the current school's term had forced her to drop several classes, leaving her feeling so utterly directionless and lost. Um, she titled her post, you're always haunted by the idea you're wasting your life, um, which is a, an amazing quote for someone who's battled with mental illness most of my life. Um, this is a, 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 a phrase that could, you know, really, I mean, just epitomize my life. I mean, you're always haunted by the idea you're wasting your life. Are you enough? Are you doing enough? Should you be doing more? Everything else. I mean, were you meant to be so much more than you are? All that stuff. And I mean, that is a very deep, deep quote. So, um, which is a quotation from novelist Chuck Palahanui. I came, I'm totally screwed up names. You know, I do this. Palahanuik. So she used that quote as an epigraph for her blog. Uh, Lamb worried that her transcript would look suspicious with so many withdrawals and that it would result in her being unable to continue her studies and attend graduate school. So, so after about two years um, blogging, she announced she'd be abandoning her blog for another. She started on Tumblr, Novela Nueve. Nueve. Uh, its content mostly consisted of fashion po- photos, quotes, and a few posts in Lamb's own words. The same Palahuic quotation was used in an epigraph. So that was one of those that that was one of those quotes where we all have quotes that I think, you know, really epitomize how we feel about ourselves and how we feel about life. And that was hers. Hers was the, you know, you're always haunted by the idea you're wasting your life. One of the ones that I've always really liked was one, amazingly enough, and people would be surprised to find out is from the Bible. Um, And it's actually... um, let your light so shine uh, before God that your good works or something. I can't remember now. My brain, of course, screwed up. It's like Mark something. Basically saying, don't, you know, let your actions speak for who you are um, and make sure you show what kind of person you are. So, and that's one of the things that I've always tried to live by. So, um, Lamb had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and depression. She'd been prescribed several medications of her mental health. Um, issues including, including Wellbutrin, Lamutrogenine, I'm not even going to say all these, um, but a lot. According to her family, he, who reportedly kept her mental illness private, Lamb had no history of suicidal ideation, ideations or attempts, although one report claimed she had previously gone missing for a brief period. Lamb had a history of not taking her bipolar medication. As a result, on several occasions, suffered hallucinations that would cause her to hide under the bed for refuge. She was hospitalized at least once for one of these episodes. These statements will come back later. I will I will bring these statements back later because these statements hit home for me um, and a lot of things. And I mean, if you if you by me saying that, if you can't figure out where my thoughts on where this ends up are going, that's pretty much a clue on where I think this goes. Um, but we're gonna go through all of them. We're gonna talk about them all, and then at the very end, as usual, I'll tell you what my thoughts, what I think happened. Um, so she decided to take a, a trip. To California, she traveled alone on Amtrak and inner-city buses. She visited San Diego Zoo, <coughs> posted photos taken there on social media. January 26th, she arrived in L.A. After two days, she checked in the Cecil Hotel near downtown Skid Row. So here's one of these things that you have to think about, and this is one that a lot of people keep going back on and that really bothered me with this and bothered me when I was really even t- finding out about C- the, the Cecil Hotel and researching it. 
the technology we have now, we didn't necessarily have at these times. Did we have internet in 2013? Yes. But I don't think we had as much where you're going to go and you're going to get the reviews of these places. And where she stayed technically was not the Cecil Hotel. It was the Stay on Main, which was a portion of the Cecil Hotel that had been renovated into a nicer hotel trying to bring in better people. And I guess that's a bad word. Not better people, but better clientele. More, I don't know how to say it without sounding like a jackass, but... Um, Bringing people with more money, um, people who weren't, you know, low living in Skid Row, basically trying to bring in those people. Um, and that's what the stay on main was. And it was nothing that basically said that the stay on main was the Cecil Hotel. So there's a lot of people are like, how could you end up at the Cecil Hotel? And I mean, and the other thing is, too, people don't do research. It wasn't as much now where all of a sudden now where you go into like a travel site and there's 50 million, you know, uh, different reviews on it and how great it was and all that and even then it was only two years ago my wife booked us in a hotel in murderville in california it almost got us killed so i mean it happens you know people just they they don't see you know the the hotel until all of a sudden you get there and you're like yeah we're leaving we're not staying here but you know she decided to stay at the cecil um and it wasn't that great of a hotel i mean they were trying to make it better. We talked earlier in the last week's episode, you want to find out the history of the hotel and why it was the way it was. Go back to the one from actually two weeks ago um, and look at read that. So she stayed at the, the stay on Main. Um, she was initially assigned a shared room on the hotel's fifth floor. However, her roommates complained about what the hotel's lawyer would later describe as certain odd behavior. And Lamb was moved to a room of her own after two days. Uh, according to Amy Price, the manager of the Cecil Hotel and stay on Main at the time of Lamb's disappearance, Lamb was leaving notes for her roommates that said go home and go away and would lock the door to the room and require a password for entry. A few days before her disappearance, Lamb attended a live taping of Conan in Burbank but was escorted off the premises by security due to disruptive behavior. So there's a lot of things leading up to this that aren't mentioned in a lot of the stories that you find. And like I said, some of the stuff I'm getting right now is off of Wikipedia, but it's stuff that I've researched on other things and they're pretty close. They're right on on this. Um, this is the information that I found in other places that she was, you know, there's multiple reports of her having odd behavior days before this happened. So this wasn't just brand new. <coughs> so for her disappearance, so Lamb contacted her parents in BC daily while traveling up until the day she disappeared. January 31st, 2013, the day she was scheduled to check out of the Cecil and leave for Santa Cruz. <coughs> her parents did not hear from her and called the Los Angeles Police Department. Her family flew to LA to help with the search. Twenty-two. Santa Cruz for years was considered like the murder capital of the world, and she got murdered before she even went there. So hotel who saw Lamb that day said she was alone. Outside the hotel, Katie Orphan, manager of the last bookstore, was the only person who recalled seeing her that day. She was outgoing, very lively, very friendly. While getting gifts to take home to her family, Orphan told CNN she was talking about what she was getting and whether or not what she was getting would be too heavy for her to carry around as she traveled. Um... And the one thing is, too, that a lot of people don't have come back to, there is another video besides the elevator video that shows her before the elevator meeting with two people, two men outside of the hotel and getting a box. It has been very well documented and very well shown that that box that she got was the books that she got from the last bookstore because the books were too heavy for her to carry home, so they were delivered. So, yeah, so, and they did find that box and that box did contain the contents from the last bookstore. So if that's one that you're sitting here listening, screaming, going, there was two men in a box. Um, what was in the box was not someone's head. It was the books. So, yes. Um, so a different box. So she disappeared. They searched. Um, there was a lot of weird things that happened in that time. Um, there were searches for her, um, around uh all through there you know the the police searched the hotel to the sense that they legally could they searched lamb's room and her and had dogs go through the building including the rooftop but the dogs weren't successful in detecting a sense but they didn't search every room and they could only do if they had probable cause to believe a crime had been committed so um 
the other thing was too is they do say here that the dogs did not find a scent that isn't true in one of the articles and actually multiple articles that i read the dogs did find a scent on one of the floors that of hers that led to a outside window that led to a fire escape which once again that will come into play later so so that's kind of the basis there um so on February 13th, after a week with no sign of lamb, um, the LAPD released a video of the last known sighting we take in one of the Cecil's elevators. Um, in this video, we'll talk quite a bit about it. Um, the video is, there's a lot of questions about it. There's a lot of interesting things about it, and I'll go into it as much as I can. Um, but it's one of those things, honestly, go find the video. Go look at this video. Go watch the video. It is creepy as hell, but we'll also get to that. So, um, the video was released, and it was the last known sighting of her. It was on January 13th, 31st, um, and approximately two and a half minutes of footage. Um, Lamb, who is alone, makes unusual moves, gestures, leaving the elevator at one point while its doors remain open. Even after she appears to have pressed every button, when the doors fails to close after she returns, she leaves the doors closed later. The video was shown worldwide. Um, it gained a whole bunch of interest. This story would probably not have become what it was if it wasn't for this video. Um, this video is what gave it its popularity, also gave it most of the theories and everything else that goes along with it. Most of the evidence that we have comes from this video. Um, there are several theories and we'll go through them. Um, and we'll talk about those. Like I said, there was a Millions of people have gone over this thing and come up with so many wild theories, debunked so many things and certain for certain reasons, and come up with other things. So we'll we'll come back to the video and we'll talk about the video when we start getting into theories. Um, and like I said, if you really want to go look up the video, um, it is very interesting to say the least. Very very interesting. So definitely go look at the video. Um, watch it um, I mean I'd honestly say right now you know stop this go watch the video and then come back um, or just turn on the video while you're watching and listening to this and watch the video um, it is bite quite disturbing all right so they they went through like I said we'll talk about the video and talk about the weirdness in it so during the search for lamb guest hotel began uh, complaining about low water pressure some later claimed that water was colored black and had unusual taste um, on the morning of February 19th, Santiago Lopez, a hotel maintenance walker, worker, uh, basically checking the water because of all this, found Lamb's body in one of four 1,000-gallon uh, tanks located on the roof, providing water to guest rooms, a kitchen, and a coffee shop. Um, though the open hatch, through the open hatch, he saw Lamb lying face up in the water. The tank was drained and cut open since its maintenance hatch was too small to accommodate equipment needed to remove her body. Now... There's a key thing in what was said right there, which is one of the huge arguments on most of this. How she closed the hatch. She didn't. It is well documented that the maintenance worker stated in court under oath and multiple times that when he went up there, the hatch was open. It was already open. Where most people get the idea that the hatch was closed was it's very that he, for whatever reason, closed it after he saw her waiting for the police. And when the police got there, they documented that it was closed when they got there. So that is one big misnomer that stunt. And hey, that could have been doctored, could have been changed later to, to, to fix whatever. But that is what the facts show as of now. So, um, yes. So, like I said, they had to cut the tank open because to, to get her out. Um, on February 21st, the Los Angeles coroner's office issued a finding of accidental drowning with bipolar disorder as a significant factor. The full coroner's report released in June said that Lamb's body had been found naked, clothing similar to what she was wearing, and the elevator video was floating in the water, coated with a sand-like particulate. Her watch and room key were also found with her. Lamb's body was moderately decomposed and bloated. It was mostly greenish with some marbling evident on the abdomen and skin separation evident. There was no evidence of physical trauma or sexual assault or suicide. Toxicology tests showed traces consistent with the prescription medication found among her belongings, uh, plus 
prescription drugs such as Sinutab and ibuprofen. There was a very small quality, quantity of alcohol was present, um, but there was no other recreational drugs. And by small quantity, it was 0.02%. Investigators and experts have, however, noted that the concentration of prescription drugs in her system indicated she was under-medicating or had stopped taking her medications recently. So that is another big thing that we will probably talk about. So a couple other things. Um, the investigation had determined how Lamb died, but did not initially offer an explanation on how she got in the tank, which we will get to. Um, so that's pretty much the, the, the background. That's everything um, that the background comes into. So we will go now and look into some of the theories on what happened, how she got there. And then, like I said, at the very end, I will tell you my thought. So... Um, some do believe that she took her own life, that she just went up there, um, that she was upset, that everything else, that she becomes suicidal. Um, so some people say while staying at the Cecil Hotel, Lamb seemingly experienced some sort of manic episode and began, began leaving no angry notes for her roommates who complained. Like we said, Lamb was given a private room the same day she disappeared. She was also escorted out of a television taping earlier that day. So hotel staff even called Lamb shouting in the lobby, I'm crazy, but so is LA. So some think that the, her mental state had gone to that point that she took her own life, um, that she, she died from suicide. And I I don't know on that one. I, I, that's one that I'm not too sure on. Because um, not to sound bad, but uh, the Cecil Hotel was known for people jumping. And if you got up onto the roof, why not jump? It just seems like a much better way to go. So, um, yeah. So, I don't know. That, that one doesn't hold a whole lot of water for me. Um, pun not really intended. So, like I said, it was officially ruled an accidental drowning. So, following autopsy report, of death was officially ruled accidental drowning. The medical examiner determined that Lamb likely climbed into the water tank and was able to, unable to get back out. So, um, which we'll get to more in that in a little bit um but yeah we'll talk about that so something that you know a fellow guest could have done it which i mean we all know like we've mentioned before from the history of the the hotel some of the crazy people that have stayed there some of the you know i guess you know infamous people who had stayed there who have killed and done other things in the past um and that it was a, a spot that was really close to skid row and i mean there could be a very good possibility that you know one of the the guests did something to her so that is a possibility um so one of her posts did reference a creeper at the hotel she's hoping to avoid uh, and because of this post and the Cecil's reputation some speculate that a fellow guest was responsible for lamb's death Websleuths even claimed that death metal musician Morbid was the culprit. Um, while he did stay at the hotel, it was not at the same time as Lamb. So any of you that had think it was Morbid, and this is one if you watch the Netflix special, they really kind of focus on this because he was so... Uh, his life was ruined because of this. Um, and he wasn't even there during that time. Um, he wasn't even there at the time of her... That, that her death it was a year earlier that his post even showed that he'd stayed at the hotel so it wasn't him there, there was no way morbid did this um he wasn't even in the country so those who believe the creeper um theory also point out that lamb was found naked and her phone was missing so however lamb's autopsy report shows no signs of trauma indicated of assault any abnormalities were likely due to decomposition after being in the water for three weeks. But then a lot of people also throw that being in the water for three weeks could be why there was no evidence. So there, there's a couple things that could go there um, on why, whether or not it was, you know, what happened there and whether or not she was sexually assaulted. Oh, so someone lives at a hotel employee killed him. So that's one of the other things. The, the difficult that it would have been get, to get up there, a lot of people think that an employee could have done it. So um, there's no conclusive evidence that Lamb was murdered, um, but this hasn't stopped skeptics from questioning her cause of death. Over the past century, the Cecil Hotel has attracted a number of criminals and some websites wonder if a killer could have been on staff when Lamb died. So if a person existed, they would have known that Lamb was traveling alone and would have had access to a room. They also would have been able to bypass the alarm system that would have gone off when the door to the roof was opened. 
A staff member would have also known where all the security cameras were located and possibly could have tampered with footage. So regardless, Lamb's excessive button pushing self-defense experts recommend doing so when being attacked in an elevator. So it's one of those things a lot of people think that maybe, you know, an employee could have done it because like they said, I mean, getting up to the the roof, um, there was an alarm door that an employee would have had a key to turn off um, and a normal person would not have. Um, so yeah, if that's the way that they got to the roof, then it would make more sense that a, a, a hotel employee was involved. So some also think it was the, the Cecil sorted history. So one reason that her, her death gained so much attention is that it's history, which we went through last week. Through its checkered past, the Cecil gained a reputation as a place to commit a multitude of dark deeds. Amidst all the conjecture and speculation, it's true that at least two serial killers stayed there. We talked about both of them, Richard Ramirez and Jack Unterweger. Um, so they, they think a link between them and, and Lamb. But, I mean, there's no link between those two serial killers and Lamb. They Both of them were, you know, what, I can't remember when Ramirez died, but he was at least in jail, if not dead, and Unterweger was died in the, the 90s. So there's no way they could have been done unless it was their spirits or the dark entities that people believe are in the hotel um if you believe that kind of thing which there are places i do believe there are places that are just dark and dirty um and they just have that evil touch to them and we've all been there where you've been to those places and the second you walk in your skin just starts to crawl i do believe there are places like that but i don't know if the cecil it's hard to tell if the cecil is that or like we mentioned last time or if it's just that it's so close to you know the you know, the, the Skid Row. I mean, Skid Row is famous for being a, a horrible place. It's also a place that a lot of people don't realize too. And I don't know if you even mentioned it in the last episode. It has been well documented that hospitals, police stations, everybody, when they, you know, had a somebody that they didn't know what to do with, they just took them and dropped them off at Skid Row. Just left them there. Let, let, let Skid Row, let, be, let them be Skid Row's problem. And that happened a lot. So, yeah. Um, the other thing that's really weird about it, too, is um, that it's eerily similar to the 2005 horror movie, Dark Water. So, and some believe that it's not a coincidence. Web sleuths across the internet have claimed that Lamb would have, could have died at the hand of someone trying to imitate the film. So, not only does Dark Water depict residents of an old, haunted building complaining of dark, foul-tasting water coming from their taps, but much of, like in Lamb's case, it causes a girl decomposing in the roof's water tank. If this connection weren't strange enough, the film's main characters are a mother, are a mother named Dahlia and her daughter Cecilia, which people like, liken to the infamous Black Dahlia case and the Cecil Hotel. The movie also features elevator malfunctions and young Cecilia can be seen talking to an imaginary friend in the elevator. Creepy. Makes me want to go watch that movie again. So, And that's another thing that you know we didn't really mention, and I, I might have in last week's. It's been a little while. Um, but in the last episode that the Black Dahlia, her last known sighting of the Black Dahlia, is believed to be her drinking at the Cecil Hotel. So the other thing that a lot of people don't know about, too, is uh, tuberculosis. There's a tuberculosis link that gets really, really weird in this. Um, she... Not long after she disappeared, um, there was a tuberculosis outbreak that ravaged through Skid Row. I mean, even infected residents at the Cecil Hotel. Conspiracy theories have pointed out that the TB test used in the area was the enzyme-linked immunosorbent assay, also called the lamb Elisa. Kind of weird, huh? Just her name backwards. So instead of Elisa Lamb, the test is actually called the lamb Elisa weird um but it's it's a test for tb um its side effects include confusion abnormal behavioral tb does anyway so it's uh side effects include confusion abnormal behavior which some have tried to link to lamps conduct in the elevator tapes lamps toxicology screening didn't find anything strange in her system but many conspiracy theorists think the results were forged or somehow altered because of delays in the reports of release and even more outlandish theory posts 
posits that Lamb was proposedly infected with TB and sent into Skid Row to thin out the homeless population. According to theories, she was then assassinated by the government. Conspiracy theories pieced all of this together because Lamb attended the University of British Columbia, which has a well-known TB research center. So that is very, it's true though, that there was a giant TB outbreak. And I don't remember, it killed um, a lot of people in Skid Row. Um, cleaned out Skid Row, you know. Huh. Kind of odd, our, our government trying to kill out a certain group of people with, with viruses. It's like I've heard of that happening before. Huh. Smallpox, TB, COVID. Hmm. Government has a history using uh, viruses to thin the herd. So that was one thing, and I thought it was interesting that the, the test name was Lamalisa. I thought that was a very interesting uh, coincidence. But it's also a coincidence, too, that they would have, if she contaminated the water supply with her body, that was, and she was, you know, had TB, everybody within that building, plus, like we said, that building also, you know, served a coffee shop. So people out there getting their freaking espressos, and their espressos are made with body water. It makes me never want to have a coffee again. Yeah, that ain't happening. So, so yeah, so that that is a very interesting theory there. Um, very interesting one to look up. Look up how the, the TB outbreak afterwards and all that kind of happened, and and, and it kind of it is a weird quinky dink. So some believe Lamb was haunted by the hotel's dark past. Um, long before Lee Lamb walked the halls of Caesar Hotel, tragic deaths and purported ghosts were associated with the property. Since its grand opening in 1924, numerous suicides, murders, and bizarre accidental deaths have occurred there. One of the most tragic occurred in 1962 when Pauline Auten jumped from the hotel's ninth floor and landed on a pedestrian. Oh, we talked about that. You remember hearing about that. And like I said earlier, it is even claimed that the Caesar Hotel was the last place Elizabeth Short, better known as the Black Dahlia, was seen alive. So, and we did that. That episode a while back so there are theories that lamb was being tormented by an evil spirit in the elevator um and have made the rounds so for years so in 2020 the show ghost adventures visited the cecil hotel to retrace Lamb's steps and explore the notions she was influenced by supernatural forces um so some drawn connection between Lamb's death and famous occultist Aleister Crowley, which it's one of those things I will say this. I, I still want to eventually do an Aleister Crowley episode, but I've been researching him quite a bit lately and uh, he's really just, he's a rich, spoiled brat who likes to LARP and likes homosexual sex. Or actually just likes sex, doesn't matter if you're man, woman or whatever, he just likes sex. Um, there's really not a, he, he's just a sick pervert is really what it comes down to uh, but it's one day we might talk about him but so Alistair Crowley connection is mostly a series of strange coincidences the famed occultist claimed to have met a being described as being similar to alien greys named Lamb so and then after this interaction Crowley allegedly used a magic ritual to open a portal between Lamb's dimension and ours theorists have drawn a connection between this supposed portal and whatever Elisa Lamb was trying to do in the elevator Crowley also wrote a poem, Jephthah, while staying at a London hotel also called the Cecil. In the poem, Jephthah sacrifices his daughter, Celia. Believers in this theory point out that not only does Celia sound similar to Cecil, but is also an anagram for Elisa. So that is a, a weird, you know, a weird jump to Mr. Crowley there. So um, there are others that believe that she was playing the, the elevator game. So, supposedly, but the thing is, this game wasn't popular really yet. There's nothing that people can find that um, would have shown that she would have even known how to play this. So, uh, the game, to play a game, a person must enter an elevator building at least 10 stories high and press a series of buttons. According to Internet Legend, pressing the right buttons in the right order may open a gateway to a parallel dimension. Um, this new dimension is supposed to look much like the real world, except it's dark. Electronic devices don't work. And once the elevator doors reopen, you'll see nothing outside except a red cross. If anything seems off, you're not supposed to leave the elevator. So that legend also warns of an otherworldly woman who may step into the elevator and ask you where you're going. You're not supposed to speak to or even look at her. Since Lamb pressed a seemingly random series of buttons in the elevator and appeared to speak to someone, many have speculated that she was playing the game before her death. Um, so weird. Very weird. Um, the, the elevator game is an interesting theory, but like I said, it's one that 
it, it's hard to really go through um, and look at because it's just like I said, its popularity didn't come up until a couple of years after this. So it's very weird to, to think that she, she, it had anything to do with it. So, there, there's, uh, yeah, it, it, it's a theory. It, it's a theory, but like I said, it was ruled an accidental drowning. That's what the, you know, the, the officials say. So the elevator game, another more into it. So um, it was proliferated widely in the early 2010s on a Korean website. Some may recognize the source of a particular comic that pops up every few months or so on sites like Reddit. A few years earlier, though, it hit 2chan in Japan. Unfortunately, I don't speak Korean or no Japanese, so it's hard to see the translation, um, which didn't come into like an English translation until later. But I don't know. Her parents were from, you know... Oh, I forgot which country they were from. Dang it. It's too much information in my brain. Um, They're from Hong Kong, so they probably spoke Chinese. Um, possibly. I would guess, because I'm pretty sure that's what they speak in Hong Kong. So, basically, you have to do it alone. Um, it has to be a building that's at least 10 stories high with an elevator. And, yeah. So instructions, enter your chosen building, get into the elevator on the first floor alone. Do not proceed if anyone else is in the elevator with you. Press the button for the fourth floor. When the elevator reaches the fourth floor, do not get out. Instead, remain in the elevator and press the button for the second floor. When you reach the second floor, remain in the elevator and press the button for the sixth floor. When you reach the sixth floor, remain in the elevator and press the button for the second floor. When you reach the second floor, remain in the elevator and press the button for the tenth floor. When you reach the tenth floor, remain in the elevator and press the button for the fifth floor. When you reach the fifth floor, a young woman may enter the elevator. Do not look at her. Do not speak to her. She's not what she seems. Press the button for the first floor. If the elevator begins descend ascending to the tenth floor, instead of descending to the first, you may proceed. If the elevator descends to the first floor, exit as soon as the door opens. Do not look back. Do not speak. If you reach the tenth floor, you may either choose to get off the elevator or to stay on it. If you choose to get off, and if the woman enter the elevator on the fifth floor, she will ask you, where are you going? Do not answer her. Do not look at her. Um, you know whether you have arrived at the otherworthy for by one indication, one indication only. The only person present in it is you. So creepy, huh? Um, so for the return trip, if you chase, choose to stay on the elevator at the 10th floor, press the button for the first floor. If it doesn't work, keep pressing until it finally does. When the elevator reaches the first floor, exit as soon as the door is open. Do not look back. Do not speak. So some people think that that was why she was freaking out that she was trying to get back that she'd gone to the other world and she was trying to get back and that's why she was pressing all the buttons like freaking out but who knows so if you choose to exit the elevator to the 10th floor you must use the same elevator to return as the one in which you arrived when you enter the elevator press the buttons in the same order you did in steps two through eight of venturing out you should finish out the fifth floor when you reach the fifth floor press the button for the first floor the elevator begin again begin to ascend to the 10th floor press any other floors button to cancel ascension you must press the button you use to cancel to cancel the ascension before you reach the 10th floor. After you reach the first floor, check your surroundings carefully. If anything seems off, even the smallest detail, do not exit the elevator. If you detect something wrong, repeat until step two until your surroundings look as they should. Once you're confident you've returned to your own world, you may safely exit the elevator. Seems very, very complicated. I'm not good at following directions. This is not a good thing for me to play. So, should you reach the other world, the floor onto which you will emerge will look almost identical to the one from your own world, save for two things. All the lights will be off, and the only thing you will be able to see from the windows is a red cross in the distance. Some say that electronic devices, mobile phones, cameras, MP3 players, etc. don't work in the other world. Others say they do. If they did, why don't we have video of this place? Um, getting back to your own world you may be, may be more difficult than it seems. You may become disoriented and forget which elevator in which you arrived. The elevator may seem to get further and further away from you as you walk towards and so on. Be vigilant and keep your wits about you. If at any point during the ritual you faint, pass out, or otherwise lose consciousness, you will likely wake up in your own home. However, be sure to carefully examine your surroundings upon waking the home to which you've been returned may not be the one you left when you first set out to attempt the ritual. Once again, concerning the woman on the fifth floor, do not speak to her, do not look at her. If you do, she may decide to keep you for her own. So, um, 
yeah, it seems very complicated and whatever. I honestly don't think she was playing the game, but I just thought I would let you all know what it is. And once again, if you decide to play the game, play it at your own risk, I really don't think it's going to work. But if it does, don't blame me. You chose to play. Um, yeah. So, so that's kind of some of the theories that are out there. My theory on this, and we'll go back to things that I've mentioned in the past, is I think it comes down to the medication. If they, they, they like they said, there, there was evidence that she had not taken all of her medication. She either stopped taking it or was not taking all of it. Um, that imbalance in her medication, they also had times in the past where when she had you know imbalances in her medication where she'd started having hallucinations um hiding thinking there was things under her bed people out to get her the same thing i think happened here she was not taking her medications i don't think those notes that she was leaving for her roommates were for her roommates i think they were for the people that she was seeing um so i think she was having a mental break when she went out and she went up to the top, a lot of people point out that there was a, an alarm on the door. If she did open the door, it would have set an alarm. The dog, like I mentioned earlier, found her scent to the fire escape. All she had to do was climb out a window onto the fire escape and then go up. She would have got to the top floor and then there's a ladder that would have taken her to the roof. Not that difficult. There's many videos that you can go online and find of people doing this after the fact and following those steps exactly. And a scared person running away from somebody that's chasing them, whether it be real or not, would very easily be able to follow that trail, whether on purpose or just by accidentally finding it. She got onto the roof. There was a ladder that she could have used to get up into the tank. The lid could have been anywhere i've heard, heard things say anywhere from 10 to 30 pounds but even at 30 pounds someone her size could have lifted the lid to get it off to get in if she thought she was being chased by something and someone else in her brain in her 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 you know mental state at that time a hiding spot that would have looked like a good one jump into the water tank and hide she jumps in the water tank to hide it's probably dark out. She probably didn't see how deep it was or how much water was in it. Probably thought it would have been easier to get out. Maybe thought there would have been a ladder that she could have used to climb out. Not knowing what, you know, she was really jumping into. Because I'm sure it really wasn't that lit up there. She jumps in there. She goes in. And then a lot of people will be like, well, then why was she naked? You ever tried to tread water in full clothing? You're going to kick it off. You're going to take off your clothing because your clothing tries to suck you down. You're going to take off the heavy clothing makes sense um is that the conclusion to exactly what happened i don't know i wasn't there and that's what the evidence from what i've seen in my research and everything else that's what i think happened i think she had a mental break her you know had a, a manic episode with her bipolar her medication wasn't quite right and she started hallucinating and thinking somebody was after her and if you watch the video the one thing to watch in the video and there's a few things that really make the video a very hard thing to use as evidence there's quite a bit of evidence that not all the video is there for one um there's about 53 seconds missing if you want if the timestamps are correct but it's hard to tell because they made the timestamps unreadable um there's also evidence that the video has been slowed down if you speed it up a little bit it actually starts to look better more it's still weird but not as creepy um, as for the fact that when her fingers look like they get really long, it's old video. It's like 2013, but it, it was like the video cameras from the, were from like 1980. So the, the cameras are not that great. So it, it's very grainy footage. Um, it could just be a, a skip in the film. Um, 14th floor, there, there, there's arguments on where, which floor she was on. Most people believe it's the 14th floor because if you're watching the video when she hits the buttons, the 14th floor doesn't stay lit up. And that's going to happen when you're in a hotel and the hotel is, that's what floor you're on isn't going to stay lit because you, how are you going to go to the floor you're already there. Um, so it, it's really difficult. So... Um, there's a lot of things in this one. I took a lot of notes while I was going through this, um, but I mentioned most of them. I'm just flipping through real quick to make sure that there's nothing that I missed. Um, uh, there, there's questions on whether there's a cover-up. Um, 
from the hotel or from the police. Uh, like I said, the video from Morbid is from a year prior. Um, the, 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 yeah, the video that he posted was from a year prior when he stayed there. Um, and it's been ruined by this. So, you know, there's a lot. So it's one of those things. A lot of people think, too, is like I mentioned earlier with the undressing. Another thing that could be um, is if she was in the water and she gets cold enough, she could have gone into a paradoxical undressing. Um, and I teach first aid, and that's one of the things we talk about quite a bit. When you get so cold that your nerves think that you're hot, so you actually start to strip. Um, is another thing that could have easily happened there. But I think more of it was she was in the water, her clothing was heavy, um, and it started to, 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 to make her sink. The only thing, the very odd thing that I've never been able to find a conclusive answer on or even a good theory on um, is the sand-like substance except for one thing one thing that i haven't mentioned yet that is quite interesting and i'm going to leave you with because i want you to research this one because this is the weirdest one is was there a a test for a invisible cloak yes we're getting a harry potter world right now but there was supposedly a test for a, an invisible cloak that was from a company from vancouver that had an office or a similar company that had an office inside the Cecil Hotel um, and that she had posted something about months before uh, that she could have had ties to and could have said too much and this was them shutting her up. And the person she was talking to, why we don't see them, is because they were wearing the cloak. Now, I know I didn't get deep into that one because in all reality, that's probably the one that I think is the least likely, but it's quite interesting if you want to look it up. I'm going to leave you on that. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, let me know what you want to hear more of. Um, if you want, I can do the Aleister Crowley like I mentioned earlier. But I still think, you know, after the most I've gone down with, looked into him. It, it's an interesting topic, but it's the more you look into him, the, the, the less fascinating he becomes. So enjoy. I hope you love this. Um, I will see you guys or talk to you guys this Sunday with Big D. Um, we got our second episode on Jeffrey Epstein, um, which is a, a very interesting topic as well. So enjoy that. Like I said, send us an email at downtherh at protonmail.com if you have any questions on um, any of these or let us know which else you want to hear or topics you want to talk about. Thank you all and we will see you later. I'm out. <laughs>